Hello and welcome to Ask Distract. This is the show where we squeeze the knowledge out of all of the distract members of the team. And today it's my pleasure to be speaking to Sam Spencer, who's got one of the most strange and bizarre job roles here at Distract. And I want to talk to him really about personal branding, videography, and much, much more. So Sam, I think for all the listeners, viewers, etc. at home, the best place to start with this is what exactly is your job title and what do you do? So, I mean, I get a few at Distract. I get video producer, uh, content creator, videographer, editor. I think I think video producer is probably the best one to describe my job overall because I do filming, editing, design, distribution all based on your personal branding um, and slowly rolling out to some distract stuff, but most like the main job of mine is your personal brand. Do you think, I mean, you've been with us now for, I'd say, eight months or so, and I think one of the great things I like with your job role and what you are doing here at Distract is I see you as almost a change maker, a, a tester, someone that is testing things before they get rolled out to Distract. I think, you know, um, with the podcast that we do, ourselves and um, we're trying things out look we're, we're trying new markets we're seeing what's working and then we can roll it back into the distract team what the clients are doing etc what's been the kind of biggest lesson you've learned um in your job doing what you do well i think because this is the like videography is my main like passion so this is the first job that i've done that actually has like a, a, a like a pretense which is business and marketing as like within an agency so i didn't really know how much like trial and error like that is literally what we do it's trial and error mm. but how many things happen behind the scenes that then even never get distributed get distributed around once and it finds out that it doesn't work so then it just gets scrapped off so i think that with my job of finding out what works it's amazing to see how much we do that then you'll notice fades out after a month yeah. or fades out even after like a week something we'll do it once and be like that wasn't good do you think that kind of in your job role do what you do uh, that can be quite, um, I guess the word for this is upsetting, right? You spend all this time trying new content, seeing it works, it bombs, you have to stop it and move away. I mean, how does that make you feel as a content content producer? I mean, for me, I wouldn't say so much upsetting. I'd say frustrating is definitely a word I'd use because there are things where you've like you put a lot of thought, time and energy into creating something and then in four weeks the template gets changed because even though in your head and creatively it works mm. in terms of roi and actual benefit it doesn't work at all that's probably the hardest thing to grasp because you can see something and you think that looks really good i like that but in the marketing world it doesn't really matter if there's no results to it so how so how do you see your kind of what do you think okay let's, let's rewind and go some real killer questions that everyone at home can actually take some advantage of because i've seen obviously the content you've been producing if no one has seen the content that sam actually produces it's best to just type in my name into YouTube and you'll see, uh, you know, Peter Watson, put it into YouTube, you'll see the different forms of content that Sam produces on a, on a huge scale. And you can see that when he puts into Instagram and YouTube, it's all coming from Sam. It's Sam basically working by himself, focusing on what he believes is going to make a big difference. What are you seeing that is working right now in 2019? Oh, that, well, I'd say the main thing that I've seen, because I'm still very heavily involved in the videography scene, is that everyone has started vlogging again mm -hmm. everyone has decided to document their journeys again because i think 2008 2009 was probably when they really boomed and then people that had made it just carried on vlogging because 
they're the people that are known for their vlogging. Everyone else, if it didn't work so much, they've kind of fizzled it out. But I think in 2019, there's been a lot of relaunches or or just people deciding, right, I'm going to do a full-time vlog. Mm -hmm. Because you can ex you can explain so much of what happens in your daily life. And it's like, I think the main thing for me is that for people who do YouTube full-time, people might think, oh, they do they do work once or twice a week, sack the rest of it off. When actually mm -hmm. every single day, you can see their graph that they're having to put in like behind the scenes. And it's exactly the same with business like if you if you're the director of a business you can think oh organize a team for a couple of days read some emails put out a couple of proposals but actually it's every single day mm. that there's something happening so i think the question that a lot of marketers and business owners will think all the time and to get value from this podcast is worth mentioning is often you get the you hear the conversation of quantity uh, versus quality you know what's your idea on that so you put a lot of content out there um, and there's been times where we've been putting out low quality content a lot and we've also had times where we've put less content out but of a higher quality what is your understanding right now of what content is doing best um well i think that quantity will work over time because the more you put out especially if you're looking to get revenue from ma making videos the more you put out the more people see mm -hmm. the wider audience you reach straight away so that in that respect quantity is always going to be something that will work to a t like to a degree but i think that quality work is the best one i know that if i if i see people that are uploading videos once every two weeks i know that i'm gonna watch that video once every two weeks because it will be a masterpiece of whatever they've been working on for the last couple of weeks whereas if i see someone putting out content every single day i might watch watch one or two of them a week i'll probably watch two maybe three which means that i'm watching more videos of that person than i would be of the person that uploads once every couple of weeks but I think I'm more ingrained with the person that uploads less regularly with higher quality. I think I completely agree. And we've seen that happen both of our clients as well, that you know, let's not post so often. Let's post um, less. Let's make sure that when we do post, it's worthwhile. And then when we do post, we put some advertising behind it. And it reminds me of a piece of content that we put out on my personal LinkedIn around a month ago, um, where we brought about 10 videos together. We compiled it into a two-minute video. And that one video with no advertising brought in, you know, a, a big chunk of money uh, in one video. Um, and I think that when you take your time and you really look at the detail of the content, when you really look at what that content is doing for you, it only takes one. I, you know, I'm a big fan of this thing of, you know, if you make the right content, you put it in front of the right people, you need one for it to really pay dividends. And I think that's what I've seen with you over the time is that what is happening how can we analyze things better? How can we make better content? And I think you're absolutely spot on, which is make better content, spend more time over that content and make sure it can produce a return investment. But the, the key question I think um, that's worth mentioning is what's next? Where do you see kind of personal branding content going after this? I think it's, it's really hard to gauge because like I said, so many people are deciding to document their journey, build their own personal brand. Like every man and their dog has decided to have an Instagram page that they can call themselves an influencer and things like that. And everyone can be nowadays. Mm. Like all it takes is if you're consistently posting and building a following, just even just a small following now, it doesn't matter how many you've got, you can be an influencer. You mm. can, you can be like big in the YouTube scene just by uploading. So it's really, it's really difficult to gauge where the personal branding game's going, but I think YouTube is definitely still the way forward. Like it, YouTube's been a massive powerhouse since what 2006, 2007, and I, I've not seen anything yet that's 
done anything close to what you, YouTube can do. I mean, Facebook have tried it with their video platform. Instagram is doing well, I suppose. But and things like Twitch and live streams, which are slightly different, but they're all they're all taking revenue from YouTube. But I just I don't think that you I can completely kill it. agree. I think if you're looking for long form content, where's the one place you go? You know, you go to YouTube, you use search, and you go straight to the content. I, I completely agree. I think that should be a powerhouse of everything. The one thing that I always thought before we did this, and I think would be good to get your insights on, is do you, to be a personal brand, do you have to vlog? I wouldn't say so, no. Do you think, so I agree, do you think that when you vlog, it helps create content that can help build your personal brand, or do you disagree? Well, I think creating any content, whether it's a vlog, will help you build your personal brand. But I do also think that if you're someone that's really, really not confident in front of camera, you can also damage your brand. Because if, mm. if you turn a camera on, even if it's just your iPhone, you start talking to it, you, you sound really nervous in your throat, your, your body language isn't giving off the kind of vibes that you want, like that can damage your personal brand. Mm. So I don't think that vlogging is something that every single person should do. But I think that even just as a personal confidence builder, I think personal, like doing vlogs, just for, even just for yourself, even if you don't distribute them, practicing talking in front of the camera practicing split like splicing little videos together to build up your own personal brand i think anyone can do that but not everyone should publish everything that they record do you think that so put yourself in the marketing manager's shoes business owner's shoes let's say they've got a tight budget they've got not much money to spend you've got all the different channels to go down you've got obviously got paid search paid social all these different things and obviously you've got personal branding what do you think that person should do do you think they should commit to a personal branding approach or do you think they should go for you know paid search these other streams i think if you've got if your brand has like the longevity if you're if you're willing to take the time to build your personal brand then 100 percent go for it mm. because when you're building your brand it it just stays with you you don't need to put any spend behind it over time because you are just building yourself up you can do it with your own iphones with buy like a 200 pound camera it, like it doesn't really matter whereas ad spend if you're looking for like any quick wins that's how that's how you make your money quickly. Mm. But I'd say, yeah, personal branding over time, definitely. And then another question which I get asked all the time, and your, your opinion is really, really cool, is obviously personal branding is, is a, a topic of many forms, right? And with each form, you've got you know, podcasting, you've got vlogging, you've got all these different areas. If you were to say to anyone, you know, they haven't got much time, they're busy director, marketing manager, choose one. What one aspect the personal branding should brands be looking at? Uh, I'd say 100% entertainment. Whether that is, a like, in most cases, that's going to be a vlog of some sort or some kind of video montage. I think that entertaining people with your content is better than shoving information at people. So you, so you would say, um, so here's a piece of content I'm going to reference. So anyone, go to YouTube, type it in. Innovation, our video called Innovation Doesn't Care About Your Opinion. Would you say that is the style everyone should be doing? Is that what you're saying? I'd say that's great for return on investment. Mm -hmm. And it was entertaining because it was taking lots of different shots from different places, different talks you've done. So that keeps it interesting. But I'd say that that video is really good for return on investment. But I'd say entertainment is almost, like a lot of the time, almost like just having a laugh. Mm. Showing your charismatic side. That, I think that, I yeah, think. I think business owners and, and businesses can only be seen sometimes through the serious lens. You exactly. know, you're, you look, you're only looking at when you're paying an invoice. So you only look at them when they come in for that really important meeting. And 
you know, especially in our space, which is a creative, fun environment, we have to kind of make sure that people are seeing what we are, which is creating individuals. And, um, you know, we're going to ramp up the, the content that everyone sees at the Strat. We've already had conversations about widening a vlog to the company-wide rather than just my own, because I truly believe that what we're doing here is, is fantastic and people need to be seeing more insight. Um, and I guess what you're saying there is, you know, so another question, I suppose, is how can people start? Like how can so you said create entertainment pieces you know showing a laugh. Does everyone have to go out there and hire someone like yourself? Do they can they get someone to do it one day a week? Should they hire an agency to do it? Should they just get the director's iPhone? Like what should someone do? Well, I think especially now in 2019, an iPhone to the to an un, to the untrained eye is no different to these cameras we've got back here. No, I agree. If you if you if if the average Joe saw a video that was shot with an iPhone 10, let's say, or a four thousand pound Canon mm. camera, you would not really be able to tell the difference. There might be some difference in if you've got a professional editor making the videos, but if you're if you're just trying to build your personal brand right at the start, take whatever phone you've got. Yeah. The the microphones aren't amazing on the iPhones, but get a twenty pound microphone off Amazon and just start making the videos yourself. I think taking the plunge and going straight for hiring someone, even just getting someone to do it a couple of days a week, that that's that spend that doesn't necessarily need to be done unless you're really going for it from mm -hmm. like from the word go. I agree, and so yeah, I completely agree. So the answer basically is start, yeah, make a move, and I I think that's the same. And anyone listening to this at home, please think about this. Any marketing you're ever going to do. Just start. You can listen to all the podcasts in the world. You can go to all the events in the world. You can read all the blog posts in the world. You can hire anyone you want. But the reality with everything is if you don't start, you don't commit, you don't do anything, you're never going to win. And you're always waiting for the brand next to you to beat you by doing it. And I, I say this all the time in speeches and talks I do, which is please do something. You know, Sam's said on this podcast right now, he believes that personal branding is the most important marketing channel. Now, I'm probably going to speak to other departments over the next six months or whatever and they're all going to say different things right but in sam's opinion he has said personal branding is the number one thing you should be doing at home so if you are a business owner and you are looking for a marketing channel get your phone out put point it at your face and say something that you believe is going to connect with your audience and if you're in a b2b world put that out on linkedin and commit and, you know, many of you will be sitting there thinking, you know, but, you know, my, my customers might think I'm an idiot for doing this or my prospects might be turned off by this. And I say, so what? Right? Because you are who you are. Your brand is what your brand is. And personal branding, all it does is emphasize who you are on a much bigger scale. But the most important thing is if you're looking to grow your brand, your business, your market, start. And I think that is absolutely what you've, what you've hit there in the head now. But what I want to ask, the next point is this. And, you know... On this Ask the Strat podcast, we do have sometimes ask weird questions, and this is a weird one. So we spoke about personal branding from someone who doesn't really have a brand. Just start, right? Now, I'm a big fan of Love Island, and if you look at Love Island, there's people who are becoming famous overnight, right? They're becoming brands overnight. Now, what's your opinion on, say, someone coming out of Love Island... What do they do next to emphasize their brand? Should they be starting their own podcast? Should they be hiring, doing some vlogging? What should they do to emphasize once someone's left the villa? Well, I personally don't watch Love Island. I, I forgot about this, actually. Yeah, but but I, I know the premise. I yeah. know I know that there's a lot of people that... I think nowadays a lot of them have like at least a, a small Instagram following, if I'm not wrong. So They'll like, come out with you know half a million to a million. 
followers. But, but they they go in with some. About hundred thousand. They probably have like hundred thousand yeah. when they go in. So they've already got a little bit of an audience. But I think that a lot of people do it wrong because they try and launch a fashion brand. Yeah. They try and like say start a podcast. They try and basically almost imagine themselves as already being a celebrity when yeah. actually all they've been given is one step up. I agree. Yeah. So I think that they should tailor their the content they make after they leave the villa to something that's happened in the villa with them that has been a key component of either why they got kicked out why they left and really like capitalize on why people remember them from the show yeah like so i mean that dr alex guy he had that really famous phrase i can't it is i can't i it is and i know that every software on twitter he will just do a video based on that like random thing he said this one well, time. Well, I'm baffled that Dr. Alex hasn't created his own show, YouTube show, about him talking about, you know, health issues and almost being like some sort of like face to medical. I'm surprised he hasn't done this. I don't understand why he wouldn't do this. Why he hasn't got his own podcast where he talks to other professionals? I don't understand why he wouldn't do that. I think the main problem for that is commitment. It's like if you're going to start a show, like you have got a... Well, we know that. You've really got to put yourself yeah. on the line. Whereas I think the safe thing to do is just to keep posting on social. Keep... But, the, but what we've seen in when it comes to Love Island is that these people get massive fame, then it dwindles off over five years. And what you're saying is do something to make it continue. And I yeah. completely agree. And it brings me on to personal branding. You know, you know the Inbetweeners, right? Yeah. You know Jay from the Inbetweeners? Mm-hmm. He's started his own gaming show on YouTube. Yeah. Which I haven't watched or nothing. I just know about it. Yeah, I've, I've seen it quite a few times. It. Like it's... His content is not good. Yeah. Like, he is not a good gamer. I don't know if he is now. I, mm. I, start, I watched a little bit of his content when he first did it. But he is, in essence, an entertainer. He is a funny guy. Yeah. And he has capitalized on that. He doesn't care but about being... But if he being... didn't do that, you would never speak about him ever again. Because, unfortunately, you know, he, he's so entwined with Inbetweeners that it's hard for his brand to be moved away from Jay from the Inbetweeners. I mean, I don't, I don't know his name. I call him Jay from the Inbetweeners. So him doing something else to try and saturate his brand away from that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's, you know, that's very interesting. I'm surprised when these people don't, when they, when they get instant fame, the first thing I'd be doing is, right, let's build a personal branding team right now. Let's try and, I've got a million Instagram followers right now. People, I'm relevant. I'm relevant for the next six months. Yeah. How do I make sure I'm relevant for the next six years? And no one does that, and it baffles me. I think a good, a good point about um, Jay from the Inbetween to starting his own gaming channel, to boost his his personal brand one of the first things he did was got the guys from the in-betweeners mm. on his gaming channel so that there could be some nice clickbaity title about in-betweeners playing video games yeah kind of kind of area and i think that like things like love island they should do the same if someone's like hooked up with someone in the villa once they get out do a video together yeah. about the aftermath why whatever happened happened and like a follow-up anything like that just because i think People are watching Love Island because they want to watch Love Island. They're not watching it because, oh, this person's got a really cool brand and I'm going to follow them afterwards. Well, yeah, it reminds me, I, I don't know the influencer's name, but I there's a, there's a story that was circling probably about two, three months ago now where there was an influencer with about a million, I think about a million followers on Instagram, launched her own fashion brand and she couldn't get 32. She needed 32 sales of a product to be able to put into production and she didn't get 32, so she couldn't run it. And there was this whole debate about how Having loads of followers obviously means nothing. We know this, right? Having loads of followers, they're not engaged followers. You know, you want a niche influence, someone that's going to be a real small amount, but everyone loves you in that small amount. It's bigger, bigger pound for your book. And I believe that. And I think that everyone's chasing these vanity metrics with these big followers. When actually, in essence, if you have three, four, five thousand people 
that watch all your content, love all your content, buy everything you do, share everything you do, engage with everything, that is worth way, way more than a million people that like to post once. I think personally, I like if I was an influencer, I wouldn't want the big numbers. If I was an influencer, I'd be trying to find a way to reduce my followers to make sure the people that follow me actually follow me. It's it's actually fundamentally easier when you're building a brand to get more revenue being a smaller influencer because as soon as someone hits those like let's say millions plus mm. every time you do a post everyone like especially if if you're promoting a product or you're promoting a place everyone goes straight into the comments and types in like sell out yeah. whatever 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 whereas if you're sat there with about 10,000 maybe even less you could do a brand deal behind closed doors and people wouldn't even know what's that brand I spoke to you about the other day is it called Manifest uh, that that was something you spoke so, about. Yeah. Uh, just on a side note here, I know we're talking about personal branding, but I think this is worth the worth a few minutes discussion about you know big influencers versus little influencers and how brands now are looking at people with sub ten thousand followers on Instagram and doing deals with those because they have a about a seven percent engagement rate as opposed to a one percent engagement rate with big audiences. And now anyone can make money from Instagram uh, through a platform. I think I believe it's called Manifest. Where basically you can go, I want to, as an advertiser, you can go, I want to communicate with these people, with these niches, with this amount of followers. And they will then put a filter essentially over their Instagram story and you'll pay them for it. I believe it's called Manifest. And basically what it's doing is it's saying, look, we know as advertisers that if Kim Kardashian puts, say, you know, a, a picture with me holding a bottle and saying, buy this now, that doesn't have the same impact it used to have four years ago. How can we make this work? And that's why these smaller, more niche, more agile brands are coming forward and making more use of micro-influencers. I think it's fascinating to see. Um, but I'm going to wrap up there, unless you've got anything else to say. So actually, what I'm going to say, because you will have noticed, if you listen to this podcast every week, that we've changed the vibe slightly. And essentially, the reason we've done this is because we found it very, very hard to pull three new people out of an office every single week. Because there was always someone that was busy, right? There was always someone that would go, oh, the clash is called, or this just happened. So what we're doing now is I'm going to always ask questions to different members of the team about their about their, what they do, how they do it, their opinion on certain topics, like I have done with Sam today. But every single time, what we're going to say is at the very end, we're going to leave on a note of where Sam or whoever sits there can just say a statement. It's about 30 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever you want, to leave the lovely people on. So Sam, here's your 10 to 15 to 20 to 25 seconds. Go. Well, I'd say about wrapping up with personal branding, the extent that I think that personal branding works is the extent that I am planning to then to start up my YouTube channel with my videography, like just me going around personally doing like filming around Lincoln, filming, mm -hmm. going on my travels, A, to build my own experience, like get better at editing, but also to slowly build my own personal brand because I think it's going to be very, very important in the future. 100%. I completely agree. If you have any questions that you want to ask any members of the team, please message us on Instagram. It's at distracthq or email hello at distract.co.uk. Thank you as always for listening.